Previously on Normalized Podcast. My name is Jay. I'm 38. I'm black. I'm a male. Father. Single. Employed. And of sound mind. I'm what I believe to be a decent person. And in plenty of ways. Normal. Picked up a paintbrush again. And I haven't really painted since, I don't know, high school. I'm 596, not sure. When I got into it, again, it was because of a woman. A woman asked me to plan a date. And the date was to, just it was, it was a spare of the moment kind of thing. Because in her words, she, she's always had to plan things and she would like it for once if I took the lead in regards in that realm. And um, all right, so we were out, we were at dinner or something. Maybe not quite dinner, it was probably lunch, middle of the day. And I said, all right, how about we go into the city, check out a couple of museums, get some inspiration, and then come home and paint together. And then she was like, we can paint now. Because uh, what I didn't know at the time that she was interested in doing it herself. And um, we went to, you know, Hobby Lobby or Michael's or something like that, picked up some cheap art supplies. You know, the $2 tube uh, paint for, uh, students or whatever, a bunch of cheap brushes. Uh, went back, her spot, put down a tarp, poured out some paint, and got going. And part of it was, so I'm, I'm soon to be 39, and most of my personal and close relationships are with women. And again, like I, I wanted to tell this story about girls, but when I say like, personal relationships I mean people I care about the most the people I open up to they're often women and I don't have bonds or tight relationships with men um dad wasn't around much after a while he tried but there were some other things that showed up and I was just like yeah I'm not gonna do that so when I had some conversations with uh people I respect and people I would consider friends that week thereafter the um the show and they were reinforcing things in me that i've heard a million times from some woman who loves me or or some woman who thinks i'm interesting or dope or whatever but to hear that from a man when i tell you i felt empowered enriched and ready because it it, it wasn't about attraction it wasn't about protection. It was, it was about some man wanting to let me know, another man, that they approve of what I'm doing and they think highly of me. That's something I didn't get. That's something I never got before. And to get that, man, you wanna talk about, I felt like I could take on the world for a night. I felt like I could do just about anything. And I needed that. I did. It was, it was, it was the reinforcement I needed. You know, in this world of hyper-masculinity, um, it's nice to hear a man who is humble enough to admit he just needed another man just to tell him that he cared, show, show him that he loved him. Uh, just some reinforcement. Uh, that takes a lot to, a lot to share. And so, 
Thank you, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> what is good, everybody? What is good? This is CJ, host of the Normalized Podcast. I thank you for your time and attention. Normalizedpodcast.com is where you can find all the previous episodes. And right now we are on episode 30, uh, the day. Uh, this episode, I'm bringing back Jay for his third and final episode. If you're not familiar with the show, uh, the first two seasons of Normalize was my journey to becoming normal. Season three, I brought four friends with me. Uh, they each got three episodes to share their journey to becoming normal. And Jay is here to, to share his final his final uh, episode. And it's funny as I look back on the course of Jay's shows, when we first spoke about it, he was like, I don't know if I'm going to be good for this because my life is pretty regular. But regular is kind of like a synonym for normal, right? And when we talk about your journey to be normal, it's everybody's journey is unique but we all have a lot in common and so when i hear jay say it's regular i'm like well i want to hear what regular is because your regular clearly is different from mine uh but what i've come to find out through jay and i kind of always knew this because people tend to gravitate towards um something that's like them or similar to them um Jay and I do share a lot, as different as our backgrounds are, as different as our experiences are, there is still so much that we have in common. You know, some people have interesting stories, and I think I may have like an interesting story. Now, it's not a crazy story, but I think it's interesting. I think other people really know how to tell a story, and I feel like that's what Jay brings to this show. Jay's ability to articulate just the most regular thing for me it just keeps me hanging on his every word he can just talk about how I don't know painting (laughs) painting can just be an adventure and so I'm really really grateful that Jay committed to this uh, to this show because I think he has a lot to offer the world Uh, we should never sell ourselves short and thinking that oh we're just regular or nobody's going to care it's just the most the smallest things that i've i've learned that are able to get us to connect to each other and like i said before i normally end my episodes uh with kind of circling back with the conversation that was had by my guest here i'm trying to just honor my guests for everything they've done for me uh for season three so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to let jay go ahead and take it um again go back and catch out episode 22 the paradox episode 26 powerless then listen to this episode 30 the day uh jay's amazing guy jay thank you so much for everything you've done brother um i'm sure i'll talk to you soon and for my listeners thank you for listening i'll catch you on the flip side hello 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 live and direct it's your guy jay jay Don Agro, and it is september the 10th of the year of our lord 2019 and this go round I'll, I'll just start from it, it's this one is basically about the day that is today I got a text message from a friend earlier and the friend is like genu- genuinely a friend and we it's banter between us back and forth uh, jokes memes nonsense important stuff everything in the like like a, a true and genuine friend and I sent a meme or something to that effect. And they responded, did you hear about what happened at the high school? No, what happened at the high school? And then there was a screenshot. And the screenshot was a message that she got from her daughter because her daughter attends the high school. And the message was something to the effect of, there was a body 
found on the basketball court at the high school. Now, you've heard me tell these stories before. I didn't necessarily grow up in the best of towns. And to have a body in a schoolyard, although we should be shocked, I'm not because it's Baltimore City and a body is just a body. But this situation was a little different because apparently the body was found hanging from the basketball goal. Me, myself, personally, that's right. I'm speaking about me, myself and myself personally. I couldn't believe that because at the time we were having the conversation, it was roughly 11 and school starts at 730 ish. And I'm just like, there's a hanging body in the city of Baltimore and there is no news coverage of this. So I went scouring the Internet just to see if there was anything murmuring other than the telephone game where essentially text messages were spread or someone's talking about what they heard. Hours passed, hours passed. My friend and I are talking back and forth and she has more of an inside scoop because of her position. I'm still like, listen, I'm not saying they didn't find a body, but I am saying it wasn't a hanging body because like, like, like let's look at this. Look, let's look at this major metropolitan city. How could anyone keep this thing a secret? How come there? How is there no media coverage whatsoever? Not a headline in the paper. I can't find anything on the police blotters. No news website is covering it. Only thing that's being talked about is that people have heard and parents are saying students shouldn't have to see this. There's a posting on um, Instagram on one of the popular Baltimore pages, but it's just a text conversation. It's not anything to substantiate that there is a body hanging from a basketball court. So in my heart of hearts, I'm like, yo, there's no way. No one can keep this thing a secret for this long. So much going on, so much to speculate. Are there bad guys? What, who could have done something like this? You can't do this by yourself. This is something that if this was done to this person that had to be a crew of individuals and you can't keep it a secret. Everyone has a phone, everyone takes pictures, everything makes the internet. But there were no pictures, there was nothing on the internet to substantiate that in fact a, a body was hanging from a basketball goal outside of a high school in Baltimore City. There are houses across the street from the school. Those same houses are across the street from this basketball court. I was go by. And then something else happens. At work today, doing my job, my job is in the realm of tech. I do administrative things for a tech company that manages online uh, platforms and higher learning institutions and blah, 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 blah. I get a message from one of my teammates who isn't exactly in the office right now, but at the same time, he sent me a message like, hey, Caroline told me they just let go a bunch of people. And I said, what? And he gave me more details. Caroline just said they let go a bunch of people in this group. Um, there was a meeting and a bunch of people have been laid off. So the moment I get that, I stand up and ask the people around me, has anyone heard anything? And then it starts to pour in. Turns out today, this company's been around since I think 2010, but it turns out today was the largest layoff um, in the company's history. Upwards of 200 people lost their jobs today 
and had no clue, no warning. It just happened. There were some acquisitions, some mergers, some money loss, and a change of direction. And the change primarily impacted one specific group, but it also stretched across the entire organization and 200 people lost their jobs today. And the majority of these people out of the office that I worked in, that I work in, because I did not lose my job, have brown faces like mine. And you want to talk about shook. Like I've, I've had jobs before where my contract ended or it wasn't renewed or you kind of knew going into it that it was a short-term thing. I've been, I've been laid off before. I've been outright fired. And I've, I've actually been a part of a team that had to manage a huge layoff for six to 700 employees nationwide for one of the companies I worked on. Like I had to turn off these accounts one night and I saw names I knew, um, but I was a lot younger and it didn't matter to me because I thought, you know, I was vulnerable because I was young as hell. Um, now I'm not so young as hell. To see and not see this. So, so check this out. I'm on the 10th floor of this building. This building is 12 floors. Um, primarily on my floor is HR and compliance and a couple tech teams and there's a financial financial aid group and there's a, there's a little bit of an admissions and sales and facilities management and those kinds of groups. So primarily on my floor, we weren't affected. But if I went to look out the window from the 10th floor to the parking lot in the sea of people in the parking lot who didn't know what to do because what happened was these people were at work going throughout their day and then they got a notice for a meeting. And the meeting said, don't schedule anything. You need to be here at this time, blah, 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 blah. And what they didn't know is that there were two identical meetings at the same time, but in different rooms. And if you got called into one room, you were okay. But if you got called into another room, they were letting you go. And I don't know what kind of conversations were had because directly, I don't know if I know anybody that was impacted or affected. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of faces I've seen that have been impacted or affected. And of course, the word of mouth, you hear that, oh, such and such, he's been here since forever. He was here and his employee number is like 35 or, you know, you just you, you hear about things. And again, through the word of mouth and the telephone game about who's been impacted or who's been affected. And the people in the room who, whose jobs were safe, realistically, the expectation was after they were told their jobs were safe, they would go back to work. I wasn't even a part of the group that had anything to do with the round, the, this round of, of layoffs. And I couldn't get back to work because of how impactful it was and how unnerving I got. I mean, I became at that moment begot. I just made up a word. But how unnerved I became from that moment on. And it took a bit of reassurance from my leadership to kind of specify that, <coughs> excuse me, to kind of specify that we're, we're all right. So after that, uh, the day goes on and, you know, you're talking to people that you don't usually talk to because everyone has this, this commonality around what the hell just happened. What the hell just happened? We just laid off 200 people, but you know what? But you know what? There's still a countdown clock for our Halloween party. That's still going. And, and, and 
they're still uh, powering through through the next phase message that comes from the CEO because uh, we had to change direction and sometimes changing direction is hard but you know what we're gonna get there and we're still hiring new people it actually said that in the message that we're still hiring new people and it was just wow Maybe, maybe it was inefficiencies. They're, they're trimming the fat. There's a lot of overhead. I, I don't know. I'm not in these meetings, but as a human being, like, mess with the kid. Like, I just, whoa. Whoa. That happened. And then later on, the friend who uh, was confirming that, in fact, it was a body hanging from the basketball court at the park across the street from our high school by sending me a picture of said body hanging from the court. And it was just like, you know what? Does any of this even matter anymore? I mean, let's, let's face it. It's all made up anyway. It's all made up. I'm, I'm not saying like it doesn't matter, like I want to end it all. But just think about it. There's a group of people, at least 200 right now, who might not have the simplest idea about what tomorrow's gonna look like. And there's at least one more person on this planet who doesn't even get tomorrow. Like, you know, tomorrow isn't promised. And, and even in like finite terms, like everything starts and ends. And it was just so bewildering to me that things ended this way for these groups of people like today they came in and then today they went home to never come into that place again and at least 70 to 80 people out of the office that I work out of to never come back again and then the, the, the person on the basketball court however they got there they got there but how they ended up isn't how they got there at all. They will never get there again. I think, think, think about that for a second. Now, I, I, don't, I don't speculate that the um, tragic event at the school has anything to do with, with, with crime, if you will. I don't believe it was a homicide. Um, I do believe it, it, it is a suicide. Um, because again, like the media stayed quiet. There was nothing on the police blotters. It was just the rumor and the telephone game and the trail of text messages from kids saying they saw a body hanging from a basketball court. Um, it may be that the person hanging was a child himself and next of kin or relatives haven't been notified. Thus, that's why there was no coverage. And if, if, if it was a homicide, then news will be all over it but you know in order to pull something off like that you need people um you can't you can't do something like that quietly somebody's gonna fight somebody's gonna be out but if you wanted to take yourself out in the dark of night maybe that's something you could do um people at work kids i don't want to call them kids because i know a lot of them were younger than me there was a lot of tears uh, the lobby of the building after the conversation people who 
were aware of what just happened because they were in one room, came out, and the people who this just happened to were in another room. And at some point, these people crossed paths. These are people you sat next to. These are people you work with daily, weekly, intensely. You did projects together. Especially if you've been there for eight years, like a lot of those people were. And you've gone through the ranks of, you know, coming in as a plebe and on your way to some level of management. And then you, it's done. You know, the, any, any business has the, the right uh, to just say, all right, we're good. Had enough of you. Here you go. But you just don't know. You just don't know. I don't Wow. I'm, I'm going to stop saying wow. I'm going to stop speaking like I'm lost for words, even though I am. I am trying to find the words. I, I don't have them. I don't. I am... The, the, the juxtaposition of me feeling okay. Like if I recorded this yesterday, this is not the conversation that you all will be listening to. And it's not even a conversation, it's just me speaking. If I recorded this yesterday, you would hear me speak about something completely different. It still would be about, um, you know, all this shit's made up anyway. Um, we're, we're confined because we agree to be confined. It's not, it's not of our own doing simply, but it's because we say it's quite all right to listen to these made up and fictional rules. Yeah, man, tough stuff out there. So my tip to you, my tip to everybody listening. If you have something and you like it, cool. If you have something and you love it, protect it. So if whatever you love from your personal health to your well-being, to your puppy, to your talent, to your Chevy Cavalier, whatever it is that you love, protect that that's what's going to mean the most to you because nobody else cares because it's all made up anyway normalizedpodcast.com